0: The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your game master's permission before listening. The Dark Times is not intended for younglings, foundlings, or Padawan learners. Ask your game
1: master's permission before listening.
0: Welcome back to the Dark Times Podcast. Welcome back to the Dark Times Podcast. Sam, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's Um, been a bit
1: for a genuine one.
0: My wisdom teeth are out of my head. They took them out. Uh, Our our mic troubles are over. Yeah, man. We got a new, uh, what was that thing over there called? A new audio interface. New audio interface. Fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. We got monitor headphones on where we can hear ourselves as we talk. Yeah, so that way I sound, if I sound weird, I sound weird. Well, you always sound weird. Well, that's different. See, it's an important day today. It's a really, really big day for for Star Wars fans everywhere. Big day for Star Wars. (laughs) Big day for Star Wars. There hasn't been a release this big since A New Hope. (laughs) I agree, I agree. Well, maybe The Mandalorian.
1: uh, Rogue One. What's
0: coming out today, Sam?
1: Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga.
0: That's right, and Lego reached out to us directly to do a (laughs) sponsored episode when we wish. talk about God, I, I yeah, wish. God, no, I fucking wish this was sponsored so bad, uh, regardless,
1: we made a very fun Lego themed episode for you guys today
0: yeah this was this was pretty much all Sam Sam had a genius idea for a Lego themed episode of the Dark Times podcast, and uh, I'm here for it, but first, we've got a little bit of mail to get into. The inbox has been hot in our absence, Sam, well, that's what happens when we take a two week break. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so we actually got an re- email that I'm very excited about from two guys, Alex and Trevor. Now, shout out. Shout out to Alex and Trevor. If anyone out there is, remembers the Order 66 podcast well, you might remember a small segment that many of the episodes have. I think like at least a few dozens. A few of the good ones. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Alex and Trevor did a fan segment for the Order 66 podcast called Fragments from the Room. I hear their little intro in my head right now. But uh, yeah, they they basically would, these two guys would, they'd do what we do. <laughs> they, <laughs> they 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 picked a talent or a feat or a stamp block that, that they liked a lot. And then they uh, talked about it in front of a microphone for a little bit. Uh, so we we received their blessings. They're big fans of the show. He
1: has glowing reviews. Yeah, it was, I was genuinely surprised at how like they weren't like you guys suck. <laughs> Which, Which we expecting. did this so much better <laughs> ten years ago. Like, this has already been done. Why yeah. are you doing another podcast?
0: What's your fucking problem? Uh, we actually received after the first one from Alex and Trevor. We got two more subsequent emails from Alex.
1: That's how you know they're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, we we love it. Absolutely. Uh, there was two things I want to highlight from Alex's emails. Uh, you guys sent us such lovely glowing emails. We can't read them on air, but I, we're going to summarize a few things here just because I think they'd be interesting for the, for the show. Uh, Alex writes in, Gentlemen, I'm really enjoying the show. I just burned through almost all your episodes this week. I've got one more to listen to and I'll be all caught up. Skip a little head. He wants to share a story. About Destiny Points. We were playing one of my first Swissy campaigns with our group, and we were playing with the Destiny rules, plus a bunch of customized dark side rules where the campaign was all about tempting the players to fall to the dark side, but that's another story. They finally arrived at the battle with the BBEG, the big bad evil guy. Early on the players had realized how awesome Destiny points were, so they had been saving them up. I did give the BBEG a bunch of Destiny points too. The final combat with the BBG proved to be very boring. A PC would spend a destiny point, the BBG would spend a destiny point to cancel it, then the next PC would go and repeat. Then the BBG would get his turn, spend a destiny point, and then the PC would cancel it. We had one, perhaps two rounds of this, which was really boring. Then the BBG ran out of destiny points, the PCs auto-created him to death in the final round, and it was very anticlimactic. Even though the BBG had lots of destiny points, he couldn't keep up to six PCs that had been saving destiny points for the last three levels. Someone might suggest better encounter design. Well, that encounter had force fields that had to be down, turrets that were attacking but could also be hacked, henchmen, varying levels, and more. All that was way more interesting than the final moments of the BBG, who died under a hail of destiny points without a single die being rolled. We haven't played with destiny points since. This Alice. is
1: this is like almost an RPG horror story. It, it like, almost is. The, is. <laughs> this is the sign that's like, abandon hope all ye who enter here. <laughs>
0: Yeah, um, I'm glad he wrote in with this because we we kind of addressed this on the show. Like, oh, this could happen. Yeah. Uh, what do we do about it? Well, shoot, I don't really know. It sounds you like you could Alex introduce
1: could... some home rules, uh, homebrew rules. I'm thinking of something like um, maybe one destiny point per round per character. Yeah. I don't know if that's per encounter
0: even per encounter. Yeah. I was thinking
1: about that. That might be a bit much.
0: That's a bit that's a bit strict.
1: Um. Well, with the destiny system as written, a level 20 character is going to have 20 destiny points. Yeah. It's that's just a lot yeah. to think about.
0: I, I'm thinking of leaving this one open to the community.
1: Absolutely, because I, I, I
0: have a few thoughts, but they won't fit into this episode. So maybe we can come back to this another time. Destiny is
1: another topic for another episode.
0: Oh, destiny! We're gonna do another destiny episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Destiny two. No, maybe the Forsaken will. King. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, destiny is definitely worth revisiting. So I, I can see that happening in Wait. the near future.
1: Abandon some wise words of caution, listen to that story and uh deal with Destiny's points scaringly.
0: And then uh he also took issue, this is Alex again. Uh, he he this is later on, so he hates us now. He's just <laughs> he's livid in this email. No, I'm kidding. He's after the
1: after our Rise of Skywalker kind of <laughs> came out.
0: <laughs> uh, he says, Hey, just cut up, still love what you're doing. Uh this was about how I suggested two D twelve. For a uh, a martial arts three with a Yosum. yeah, because uh, uh, as we all know that that caps out at d twelve, and there's a couple things you can do. Um, he took issue with the two d twelve because it's actually more damage than using a d twenty as a damage die, D20, which yeah, of course it is. It's a higher average. Um, my being a stats nerd that I am, and I'm sure Alex here enjoyed stats as well. Um, two d twelve is far more predictable. There's a lot less deviation than a a single D20 die. I want to say... uh, Actually, I'm not going to say a number, because then someone will prove me wrong. But (laughs) (laughs) I ran the numbers. I used dice tools. Um, It it is quite a bit more damage, but it's a lot more predictable. Uh, I think if a damage die is going to be anything, it should be predictable with a relatively tight spread. I mean, you'd
1: hate to roll the one on the D20, that's for sure.
0: Exactly. So you could, of course, get away with using a D20, probably. I don't think you should do it. Maybe you shouldn't even do a 2D12. Maybe one d twelve plus five is your damage die. I don't know. Have fun. With oh, it.
1: maybe a, a pl- flat plus five. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like that. yeah,
0: that would bump it up to a similar level as like the the jump from like uh, d eight to d ten to d twelve. So, and
1: that's cool to think about, especially if you consider that uh, unarmored techs can't get superior tech or tech specialist yeah, upgrades you unless have- you get a shock boxing gloves. But. Uh, no, advanced... the
0: gloves can get tech They weapons. can, but they're
1: advanced melee weapons, technically. Oh, you're right; they are. They're not technically simple weapons. Like, are. Know, well, all that's all what combat gloves are. are for, baby. Yeah, but can you put superior tech upgrades on combat gloves? You totally I've... can. Really? I'm sure. Why not? Improved damage on like leather knuckle dusters. I put It's on? It's, it's brass knuckles, baby. <laughs> brass. That's fair. The combat gloves are not written as brass knuckles, though. I don't think. No,
0: but when you put tech specialist upgrades on them, they are. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, they're my studded biker gloves now.
0: Yeah, they're just weapons, baby. You can put tech specialist upgrades on there. It's 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 pretty munchkiny, but like, <laughs> yeah, like you can do it. it <laughs> All right, uh, Alex, Trevor. Wish I could read off more of your specifics, but trust me, listeners, they love us. They have no critiques for us whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> you're just asking for it. You're begging for the emails of critiques. But no, uh, Alex and Trevor. Uh, I already replied to you guys in, in an email. But um, if you're listening to this. And you want to return fragments to the rim to the, the Star Wars Saga Edition community. Or something new, please write us. Uh anyone else who has an idea for a fan segment where you want to record you and a friend talking about Swissy and have it featured on the show.
1: Absolutely. We'll do it. Or it's if a, that's too much, you can always send us an email. We talk yeah, send us an email
0: with, an with your thoughts and we'll read it on the online. Yeah, online, on the internet, on there. air. There we go. You you nailed it. You nailed it at the end there. That's, that's all for mail this week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got more, we're gonna read more next week, but I've I've heard people say that I prefer the email segment to be kept nice and concise. Keep it tight, keep it tight. Well, succinct. It's not an email podcast. It's a Star Wars podcast. Our email podcast is for patrons only, where we talk you through how to organize your Gmail inbox like a pro.
0: I actually know a lot about organizing <laughs> I know Gmail. You do,
1: Steven
0: <laughs> <laughs> used to be my job.
1: Steven, this is a Lego Star Wars episode. Okay. What does Lego Star Wars have what does Lego Star Wars bring to the table that other Star Wars games don't?
0: Well, Sam as a child, uh Lego Star Wars games combined like my three favorite things in the world, and that's Legos, Star Wars and, and Colorful video games. Lights. <laughs> <laughs> colorful flashing lights. <laughs> of course, of course, you know, the inner rodent in me can't help but fucking just just love those bright lights. But no, in all seriousness, um I love Lego Star Wars because well, one thing that comes to mind, the puzzles. Puzzles, yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, so Lego Star Wars is a lot of like level design and video game design but video game design how does that carry over to, to being a GM what what are you, are you telling me as a GM game I, masters
0: have to worry about game design <laughs> fuck oh I've been doing this wrong
1: I've just been reading and and reading out loud
0: that's all I've been doing I thought role playing was about correcting people on the internet
1: <laughs> no
0: the being a GM is just saying
1: the rules the loudest at the table <laughs> Whether you're wrong or not.
0: That's uh, the good thing about being a GM, you're allowed to be wrong.
1: Lego Star Wars has puzzles, ranging from flipping switches, or stepping on buttons, or killing the certain
0: droids. Building, building just the right thing to fit into a slot. Absolutely. absolutely. Pressure pads. Oh, by
1: uh, using disguises to reach certain areas, the the switches you pull to put on Stormtrooper
0: helmets? Absolutely. I'm even thinking of the doors that require, like, R2 or any droid to open. I love the bits where um, maybe in the level there was, like, a machine that stamps a Stormtrooper helmet on top of your... And you put Chewbacca in, yeah, put yeah. Chewbacca with a crooked ass <laughs> helmet, but it still works. It's great. It's
1: great to get into
0: the stormtrooper areas. And those so are moments cool. you can
1: totally see happening in a Swissy game. I feel like, especially stuff like that. Absolutely. We talked about using droids for links and stuff. Uh, destructible walls.
0: I realistically, everything in Star Wars is destructible. <laughs> Absolutely, you know. And this is easy to do at the table, especially if you're playing at, like, a physical, real table with, like, dry erase markers or yeah. something. If if, you're, <laughs> if your PC throws a thermal detonator and it goes off, buddy, you bet those walls are Create coming down. Create rubble.
1: Because, uh, there are stats for objects and walls and doors in Swissies. Yeah, totally. Uh, lightsabers you can find ignore them. DR from objects, so you can just cut your own way through places. Absolutely. We it's... do see that in Episode 1. They do that in Episode 1. Oh, yeah. But it's also something you can think about in the LEGO sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, all these ideas fit great into dungeons, and then you know most people think like Star Wars, like Swissy. What do you mean dungeons? Like save that for Dungeons and Dragons and all those sweaty Pathfinder players, us included in the sweaty Pathfinder we are the, players. We are sweaty Pathfinder players. Let's be <laughs> let's be very clear.
1: Uh, so you're thinking like, oh, I can't do dungeons in Star Wars. Yes, yes, you can. And you can. I wrote it out. I wrote out an idea for a dungeon. Tell us about your dungeon, Sam. Perhaps a derelict space station has been drifting throughout the galaxy, comprised of different bulkheads from different makers or eras in Star Wars. Uh, the players arrive, and they meet an old Republic-era protocol droid designation L3G0, Lego.
0: <laughs> Very good.
1: Um, maybe the droid helps them travel and understand the space station. Maybe the droid's a rogue AI who controls the space station on a hunt for its old master. I, for some reason, and I thought if you if you want to be, like a uh, little clever with it. You can make the space station shape, shape like a giant Lego brick.
0: Yeah, I'm th- I can see it very clearly in my mind. Like, describe, describe to my players, like, it's a fairly boxy shape with four symmetrical protrusions on the yeah. top. <laughs> rounded edges, almost like a plug of some sort.
1: Surprised of different color material and bulkheads and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's, that's a cool thing to think about. We do have things similar in Swiss, maybe like the ugly fighters. Yeah, totally. And they are mishmash or uh, hodgepodges of different fighters. Very something. Lego. Very Lego. Exactly. And I,
0: I love that. Uh, you mentioned uh, dungeons in, in Swissy, and this actually reminds me of what I've been wanting to do for a while. Uh, battle stations. Galaxy oh, yeah. War introduced rules for creating dungeons under the name of uh, battle stations. And I, I think they're really neat and, and definitely worth visiting sometime. But they're not, like, randomly generated, like... I mean, you can game. randomly generate them. I guess you could, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah we'll have to talk about that some more sometime. We will. Uh, Steven, an- another staple in LEGO games that we don't usually see in normal Star Wars... I mean, we kind of see it. Uh, grappling hooks. ascension yes, guns. ascension
0: guns. I love me the ascension gun. The
1: ascension gun, I think it should be a standard for any rebel party or any, like, soldier class. Really,
0: anyone interested in moving vertically... Well, yeah, well, I mean... <laughs> or horizontally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're great. <laughs> zip lines, all that jazz. I love him because in the item description, it says, use this to zip line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course it does. Of
0: course it's got it a does. few paragraphs here, but let me see. An ascension gun can also be used to create a zip line to a target surface after the synth rope has been secured to a fixed object at the shooter's location. The zip line allows the wielder to slide along the line at a speed of 12 squares per round... 12 squares per round if the destination has a lower elevation. That's crazy. Incredible. It's also, the shit rips. It's also just a heavy blaster pistol, so you can still get your blap-wap on. Yeah,
1: swift action change to ascension gun. Bingo. Great. Uh, How would you rule episode four, Luke and land the Death Star, swinging across that gap there?
0: Oh, you see, now, that was definitely like synth rope grappling hook. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I probably would have ruled that as, like, an improvised thrown weapon against a reflex of, I don't know, fucking 10, 15. It, it isn't
1: really written in rules as written, like, how to do a swinging motion across. Yeah. Well, there's zip lines and there's, you can move vertically and stuff like that. And that's
0: good, because, like, wh- wh- what would we have? Like, here, here's your chasm rules. Roll yeah. on, the, on the chasm table. <laughs> the
1: chasm yeah, encounters. Everyone
0: knows how to run that scene, because everyone knows that scene.
1: That's the new, that's the next, like, core, like, uh, rule, this next rule book, it's Chasms and, Ju- uh, sorry, fuck, I had something. Chasms really? and Wastes. <laughs> Star-
0: <laughs> new Saga Edition Sourcebook in 2022, Chasms and Wastes.
1: <laughs>
0: that's great, that's so funny.
1: I wrote that LEGO Star Wars makes the world feel lived in by having mounts, vehicles, locations that are believable. You'll find Banthas in the desert on Tatooine or Whoa. Speeders in Coruscant.
0: Yeah, that's
1: the Bantha bantha Um, themselves. When you design an encounter or anything like that, you're not really thinking of someone left their speeder behind or something like that. No. It's something you can take into account when describing a space station or something like that. There's speeders or some sort of uh, pulse repulsor forklift kind of thing
0: hanging out. Exactly. And when a petty thug pickpockets the party member and darts off in a stolen speeder... Are you not going to steal an- another, another speater? nearby speeder and chase
1: him? Like, come on! Uh, I think there's a very good season seven episode of Clone Wars where Ahsoka and one of the twins—I can't remember their names—they uh, get they get a yeah. uh, forklift and they chase after a droid through Coruscant. That's right. So that episode's good. cool. That episode's sick as hell. Yeah, that droid is really fun. That's a t- uh, labor droid. It's a fifth degree labor droid that has prone to violence. I didn't realize you could program violence into a droid. It's a glitch. <laughs> it's a glitch. It's a feature. <coughs> collectibles. Lego Star Wars is full of collectibles ranging from gold bricks and complete saga, mini kits, uh, kyber bricks, which replace the gold bricks in the new game, yep. and studs, which are credits, but you can pick up credits wherever you will yeah, find you them, can I guess. you pick up credits in the
0: parking lot. I don't know if I can call credits collectibles, per se. I mean, it's like technically collectible, but no one's really thinking of it like that. <laughs> I
1: don't see a dollar on this tree and think, oh, collectible. <laughs> <Look at that. laughs> oh, for my dollar collection. Yeah. Maybe a key NPC is looking for droid parts for a particular model and is willing to pay handsomely for them. Maybe the party can find those parts if they make an effort to look through their adventure.
0: Sprinkling uh, what what we sometimes call MacGuffins throughout your campaign to help move the story forward. Or A baker's dev of M-
1: MacGuffin muffins.
0: <laughs> anything the players can find that helps quantify like their progress in the story is always a great idea. It's or a clear anything- signal for what to look for.
1: Or anything that gives them more uh, lee- leeway or leverage over an NPC or makes them closer to a certain non-player character.
0: Yeah, the Dragon Balls The Dragon are Balls are a great example Absolutely. of this. Like, literally make up something that is like the Dragon Balls. Maybe they're Kyber Crystals, maybe There's they're... There's
1: the Kyber Saber in the Freemaker Adventures, which is a Lego uh, Star Wars uh, TV show. You know, of
0: all things, I didn't think we would bring up the Freemaker Adventures on this <laughs> podcast. It's not... Bad? Have you watched it? I've watched all of it. Well, I've all, seen of, all it? of the. Latest. Wow! Yeah, I didn't know true. that. Yeah. Well, so we'll was talk. it like a TV show? I thought they were like internet shorts. There were
1: the. There was a few internet shorts, and then it was a TV show wow. on Disney XD. Baby.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> we'll talk more about the Freemakers later. Hello. Oh, you promise? <laughs> <laughs> They're Lego like relevant. Oh yeah, no, I think it's a great choice. Uh, we talk Babies.
1: about. <laughs> Sorry mean that. npcs that have their own like desires for these objects or maybe
0: art pieces or something like that make yeah. the world feel more lived and more alive precisely it's a great way to, to give uh, not just your players motivation but also your npcs because if everyone's worried about these uh, dragon balls uh, kyber crystals specialized parts for a ship or a droid um, you can build a whole campaign over just hunting down these special items
1: Maybe you have to hunt down the hermit tech specialist that custom modded these
0: droid parts. Exactly. Go ahead. Special unique vintage droid. Yeah. It has a lifetime warranty. <laughs> and the party has to ha- track down the original engineer. <laughs> to, to qualify the warranty. To, to fulfill the warranty. <laughs> made 2000 years in advance. Can I,
1: can I flip that around? Yeah. Uh, a droid with a lifetime warranty uh, for like a, a bygone race of, of droid builders. Okay. Uh, they have to find all the pieces of the droid so that they can sell it to a hut who, because like the warranty itself is like rare. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> it's part of the complete inboxness of the droid having like the warranty card for it.
0: <laughs> I dig it. I dig it.
1: Um, I had something else I wanted to say too that was really, that was very much relevant to this. It's on the notes. No, but I, I came up with it just now. Mm. These sort of like collectibles that do these special things, or they're unique to your story, really make for memorable moments in, in your swissy games. That's oh, what I want to say.
0: Especially if you're really colorful with describing them, make them glow, make them sparkle. Absolutely. Oh yeah,
1: no, I did have something. They're in the 2020 Star Wars comics. They uh, the rebels get their codes. Uh, cracked by the Imperials again. I hate when that
0: happens because it. Of course they do,
1: and they find a old droid that they steal from a Coruscant museum that can translate a language that is not in any other droid database oh. anymore. And the droid uh, refuses to do it unless they keep it alive because they know these. Oh. So the droid won't let C-3PO download that language to its databanks because it's worried about its own survival. Something like that to bring into your saga game would be really huh. cool.
0: Yeah, using a dead language like that is really fascinating. So I'll just... You mentioned three, 3PO and forbidden language. I started thinking of oh, Rise of Skywalker. No, don't. My, my heart started beating. Steven, you're spiraling. Yeah, I just had to <laughs> fucking breathe for a sec. Fucking Somebody five things I can see, four things I can taste. You unique
1: to LEGO Star Wars. Uh, in the complete saga, you could play as the bounty hunters and do jobs for Job of the Hutt. You could hunt down heroic characters from the Star Wars universe. And Swissy happens to have
0: a bounty system. The bounty generator is so fun. Uh, it's really a cool. a few tables like this, like the mission generator for Galaxy at War. Job but generator
1: I, is also really good.
0: Absolutely. Uh, but the bounty generator is fun because it just has pre-existing stat blocks on there. You roll a d20 and, well, fucking Christ, roll a 15. There's a crime lord wanted for racketeering. 8,000 credit reward. You roll 2d20 actually. Oh, sure The first enough. one
1: is for the job, or is for the crime that they wanted for, and the second one is the target. Uh, so you can you can roll potentially Han Solo for littering <laughs> or
0: something like that. I'm not seeing littering on here, but it definitely should be added. 2d21. <laughs> Put do, littering on there. Yeah, rolling a 20 gets a means a heroic character. And the examples given are Han Solo, uh, my boy Talon card, or Horn Horn. Hey, I mean, everyone's a piece of Han Solo. I, I, hey. Dude's wanted for so much shit across
1: the galaxy. <laughs> of course there's bounties out there for them.
0: It's. It also gives you some guidelines as to what's an appropriate uh, bounty for a CL of the bounty. And uh, don't forget to reward them as well for the uh, the encounters that they complete on the way and during this bounty. The bounty is just forgetting the guy. Uh, the party will likely be entitled to rewards outside of just the bounty itself. Absolutely. Or not. Or not. Up to you. <laughs> maybe shaft the party on this bounty and, <laughs> and they
1: have a new archenemy. Uh, yeah. They they take out the crime lord for this hut. The hut refuses to pay them and maybe drops them into his rancor pit. Now the party's got an enemy. Uh, just, and a rancor. And a rancor <laughs> to fight. <laughs> yeah. Or to befriend, depending yeah, on how you know, it goes.
0: Bo- Book of Ophed showed us there's many things to do with a, with a rancor.
1: Well, it's great because I took... I took this 2D20 table and I created a whole hook adventure hook based on
0: that. That's what it's all about really. That's you know what that's it is. I, I'm a I'm a fucking table head. Love rolling on tables and stringing stories together for a clicky Lego bullshit.
1: web we weave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Amazing. I totally forgot about that uh, bounty hunting mini game in Lego Star Wars until yeah. you wrote it down here. It's fun. You Fucking hunt down Luke Skywalker on Tatooine before he gets trained to be a Jedi. It's wild. You know, I wish I wish that happened. (laughs) I don't know why that's funny.
1: What what you just pitched to me is like a really shitty action movie version of Star Wars where like Luke like
0: narrowly avoids an explosion and then Ben's like, come with me if you want to live. Oh, my God. Yeah. The total like Hollywoodified. Oh my god, that'd be oh, so funny. I'm shuddering just thinking about Luke's it. Luke's out at Tashi Station, like, Man, I just wish life was something special, and then, <laughs> Biggs <laughs> dies, like. <Yeah. laughs>
1: Biggs, <yeah. laughs> And
0: Then fucking Ben Kenobi shows up on a motorcycle, and Akira slides into Luke, and is like, come with me if you want to live. We're gonna learn about the Force. Do they, can they Akira slide on speeders? That sounds insane. Uh, Obi-Wan did it. <laughs> Did? Yeah, in the Tarkovsky Clone Wars
1: show. Yeah, he does Akira slide on a fucking speeder. Sick.
0: He also wears clone armor in That's one probably show. my favorite Obi-Wan outfit. So cool. So good. We are immensely gracious for your guys' support, and uh, there's so much positivity coming our way ever since we started this show. And even when you have to do something like that, just little unexpected two-week hiatus when uh, audio hardware fails us. Uh, you guys are still here, ready for us when we come back. So I mean, uh, that's we had
1: to do something special like this. I think this is a really good idea for this episode. Oh, it is, and it is. surprisingly, there was more to it than I thought there was going to be. I oh, honestly really? went into this thinking that we weren't going to have anything to talk about.
0: Well, we we we're, were the Star Wars in the Lego Star Wars. Yeah, I'm you know saying.
1: <laughs> I mean, I I guess yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. Uh, you can reach out to us at, via email, darktimeswse at gmail dot com, or on Twitter at darktimeswse. Don't forget to check out the Patreon. We got cool bonus stuff going on there. Uh, Steven's got his uh, Hex Crawl Guide, and we're still working on a module, like the first part of that module. Yeah, that like an encounter or ago. two,
0: a few builds, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then any future bounties we do. Of course. And, uh, from the bottom of our heart, thank you guys. Yeah. Hope you enjoy the rest of the episode.
1: Absolutely. And that all goes directly to support the oh, show.
0: Yeah. No, the the show is possible because of the patrons, 100%. And if uh, you want to help out with that, uh Check it out. Steven, I told you they'd be back. Yeah, we're looking at a Rowan FreeMaker, the yeah. last force builder. Yeah, well, I had to give him a cool title. You know, I, I, I do, I do, I do like the title. Thank I, I, you. Okay, just, listen, Thank listen, you. listen. I, I'm, I'm pushing past my preconceptions here.
1: <laughs> I know it's for children, but I like it. I guess.
0: Yeah, it's um, for babies, but I'm not a baby. For those
1: who don't know, Rowan FreeMaker is actually canon, well, at least in name. The 2018 book Droidography or something like that stars R Zero GR, which is Rowan Freemaker's B One battle droid, like refurbished into a live-in like house servant, which is wow, funny. That uh, is funny. He's got a sense of humor also. And so, thanks to that book, the Freemakers themselves in name are canon. Their exploits, not so much. They're I,
0: still purely Lego fiction. I didn't believe this when you told me, so I had to look into it myself. But yes, indeed, the the characters are canon. Their exploits. Are not. As of now. As of so (laughs) far. So Freemaker fans, cross your fingers and hold out.
1: For those who don't know, the Freemaker adventures take place between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Uh, The plot is there's a 12-year-old kid who senses uh, lightsaber crystals for this crystal called the Kyber Saber. It's just a big long kyber crystal made
0: by some Just a dog?
1: Yeah. <laughs> made by some old Republic Jedi. Okay. And uh, he fe- apparently it multiplies the Jedi's power like a thousandfold.
0: I don't really hate the idea of like a big No, it's not sort of crystal. It's cool
1: when you when you think about it, but yeah. when you saw it it's just a b- bunch of Lego bricks yeah, it's like around the in plastic a line. Too, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um so he can sense them. It's he broke it up into pieces hid it around the galaxy and the, the main character Rowan, can sense them. Oh. Uh, they live they used to live on the wheel. The wheel's really cool. Oh, I know about the wheel. Yeah, so you know yeah. the wheel. The stats for the wheel are on the wiki actually also. Oh, cool. Uh yeah, so they they do uh sorry, I had something. They're normally uh, ship mechanics. One of the, the the youngest one, Rowan, realizes he can sense the force, he can sense these kyber crystals, runs into a Jedi named Nare. She oh. takes him under his wing, she turns out to be an agent for the Emperor. Ooh. I honestly like the show. That's pretty I mean cool. the writing is it's a Lego show. I mean, it's for, for kids. It's youth seven, obviously. Yeah, yeah, so it's yeah. for kids. But there are cool moments. Uh,
0: I made a CL12, 12, 12 year old. <laughs> I love the idea of a CL12, 12, 12 year old.
1: And I know you're thinking, like, oh, Sam, there's only the youngest heroic character that we have a, a stat block for is CL4 Ahsoka Tano, Padawan. Fuck off. <laughs>
0: No, sorry. No, 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 no. You're right. There's a concession you had to make for. Uh, yeah, I, for I mean, here.
1: I went through what he does in the show, and I compiled a list of force powers and stuff, and I, I, I think I did a pretty good job. Nice. We looking at Scout Two, Jedi Five, Force Adept Five. I gave him strong in the force because he can sense these. He can sense these crystals through holograms of the galaxy. Like, hmm. not even like has to be near them. Wow. You can look at a map of the galaxy as a hologram, and he can sense what Whoa, planet they're on. That's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. Uh, I give him fourth powers He's got Ballistic Kinesis And Move Object Ballistic Kinesis Basically Throw in Lego bricks <laughs> uh, Same with Move Object I've got, I got gave him Improved Ballistic Kinesis Making a 3x3 three three area Because if you're Building your Legos It's gotta be
0: a 3x3 three three. It can't be Gotta two. be Gotta be 3 by 3 <laughs> Gotta be a center uh,
1: He's got the Talent Telekinetic Prodigy he gets Ballistic Kinesis for free when taking moved object as a force power. Otherwise, it would have been like a level 15 build. And I was like, I think that's a bit much. <laughs> uh, telekinetic power. He gets a free use of a telekinetic force power and rolling a nat 20, which is great. Uh, mind Trick and Surge. In the show, he's seen using Jedi Mind Trick. And he does cool Jedi dodging stuff, presumably with the Surge force power. Of course. I've given him Scavenger, Starship Designer, and Jury Rigger. Mm-hmm. In the show... Rowan Freemaker teams up with Quarry. The
0: that's the the Mon Calamarian that made the B-wing in the Disney canon,
1: and he makes uh he makes a starfighter that uses a kyber crystal to create a shield around it.
0: Holy shit! And it
1: can actually like fly like like cut through Star Destroyers. Oh god! It's like a hammerhead shaped kyber crystal that that swings to the front of the ship. Whoa! It's fucking sick looking. (laughs) It is overpowered as fuck. Also. Yeah, that's like,
0: it'll never be in my campaign, but fuck, that's kind of cool. Um, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's something you wouldn't let the players touch. No. But
1: it'd be in the background. Like, someone could talk about it or mention it, but the players would never get to use it. No. During Rowan's time with the Rebellion, he uses the Force to assemble ships and repair ships from scavenging materials. And jury Rig is just, you know, give a bonus hit points to ships for a standard action. Great. Spatial Integrity. Uh, while you reward a vehicle, you can spend a force point as a reaction to the vehicle taking damage. You make a use the force check and reduce the damage the vehicle takes by the check result. I know what you're thinking. Oh, Sam, Rowan must be a member of the Auntie Monks to take that talent.
0: T Monks, uh, even saying those words will send <laughs> is enough to send someone into a rage.
1: Yeah, if you've been sent into a rage, you may be entitled for compensation. Not from us, though. Not from us. <laughs> from Disney. <laughs> um, Rowan discovers... The ancient ruins of civilization known as the Force Builders, who use the Force to create all manner of things ranging from buildings to ships to weapons. Uh, he has a vision, and that's what helped him create that ship that we were talking about. No. I can't remember what it's called. The Arrowhead—that's what it is. The Arrowhead, not like the other Arrowheads in Star Wars that we already have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so I was like, okay, whatever. It's maybe it's a bygone, of uh, just simile
0: to this people. Yeah, no, throwing it in an anti- Talent here makes sense. I mean, yeah. come on
1: in universe. They're an offshoot of the Jedi, but the anti monks were the closest like substitute I could think of. Yeah, for this. of course. Uh, honorary mentions. I, I didn't give him anything else. That's, that's pretty much all the the <laughs> builds in the description. Obviously I put that he uses the force community with animals as well as make flowers bloom. He doesn't do this very often. We see it in the Lego games that most force users can affect plants. So I chalked this up to like a star Wars Lego force thing that they can do because they're Legos. Um, This was fun. This was a fun build for me to make. Honestly, I there are some builds I make where I'm like, unless if unless I have a really precise thing I'm aiming for, they're kind of hard to do. Um. (laughs) Uh, But I wrote down.
0: Yeah. Is it a good build? By all means, no. Yeah, I did write that down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not super complicated or anything, but it does show how versatile Saga Edition is when it comes to making characters. You made a fucking
0: accurate stat block for goddamn Rowan Freebuilder. Free Maker. maker.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The only problem I had with this build was deciding whether to
0: make him CL12 or not because he's 12 years old. I love the idea of a CL12 child.
1: Like,. Just realistically in saga edition how many encounters is it to gain a level i'm or not even sure if
0: we have like have a measure it's just like xp right yeah i've heard like 13 be thrown around as a general rule of thumb i know it scales a little bit different than 3.5
1: well i mean i guess if we're going by experience if you have a lot of encounters in a short span of time you could be level 12 at level 12 <laughs> it's true
0: i just obviously it's it's the protagonist from a children's show. When so you think course. hard about what they're able to do, <laughs> it turns out they're pretty strong.
1: There's other things in the Freemaker adventures that I thought were cool to mention that would be cool to adapt for your Swissy game if you're yeah. interested. Uh, for example, the Emperor hires or builds or commissions a bounty hunter droid called MOC, which is like a Terminator. And it oh. uses lightsabers and shit. It's
0: it's kind of cool. Pretty cool. I had a droid like that, similar to the um, gosh, what were they called in my campaigns? Hmm?
1: The Echo Droids. Yeah, the Echo
0: Droids. Those were cool. They
1: use lightsabers and blood and blood. They use which is which. After watching the Mandalorian, we were like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Using force sensitive blood to power your droids. That's sick as hell. Oh, you know. <laughs> Uh, There's also the Sith agent Nari, which I talked about. She trains Rowan to portray him for the Kyber saber. Yeah, I'd like that
0: a lot. I'm like stealing that.
1: She was like, I don't know what species she was. She was near human, but she had these facial tattoos that oh. would change with her emotion.
0: Whoa! So that's... when she
1: was using dark side force powers, they would like change shape on her face. That's pretty cool. Fucking cool.
0: <laughs> it reminds me of like the um, the samurai quest line in uh, Final Fantasy 14. Something oh, okay, similar yeah. happens. Oh, yeah, she's pretty cool.
1: I mentioned uh, the Arrowhead Starfighter before. That's a cool thing to bring in your campaign. Maybe not as overpowered. Maybe it's like it a
0: story in the background. Yeah. To like be like, oh, man,
1: maybe the plans for it are out there, but they ultimately get destroyed or something like that. Yeah, he's always getting something like that.
0: <laughs> totally.
1: Uh, the Kyber Saber, I thought was really cool. Uh, it is insanely overpowered and crazy.
0: Yes, but it would be a very interesting thing to center a campaign on. Especially, Especially like a, like a campaign, 10 pieces of a MacGuffin to form the MacGuffin Saber. There you go. On <laughs> McDonald's now. The also, Saber. this episode has also been sponsored by McDonald's. Eat this, fresh. The Lego Star Wars McMuffin Saber. <laughs> With the junk cook sauce. <laughs>
1: Fuck off. That's so funny. I know what you're thinking. You're looking at your podcaster feed, and you're like, you're thinking, wow, this episode's almost over. Yeah, this was kind of a impromptu idea that Steven and I had. We threw together.
0: Yeah, uh, we we realized that uh, the episode release would coincide with the release of, of the latest Lego Star Wars. So we thought this would be a super fun thing to do, since we love Legos, we love Star Wars, we love you guys. And uh, assuming
1: you like the show, you probably like Lego Star Wars also. I
0: mean, it'd be hard to... I, 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 can you imagine getting an angry email? Like, I can't believe you acknowledged you Dedicated Lego 40 Star.
1: minutes of my life to Lego Star Wars. How
0: dare you? Uh,
1: that's not bad. Uh, oh, the new you know game? what we
0: should talk about? Go ahead. Um, Sue sent in that. Um, so we had that April Fool's episode. Yeah. Sue sent in some <laughs> April Fool's show notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's read those
1: out. Yeah. yeah For I those wanted... who caught our April Fool's episode, this is a little extra treat that we really enjoyed.
0: Show notes. Just a note you got the rules and critical hits wrong. The exact damage would be 47,819. <laughs> droids cannot defenestrate. Seriously. It's in Defenestrate. Defenestrate. What does that even mean? I think it's about shitting. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Droids cannot defenestrate. Seriously, it's in Scavenger's Guide to Droids. I was shocked, too. Oh. Do- droids
1: cannot ro- throw someone out of a window. Oh. <laughs> or remove someone from a position of power or authority.
0: That's, it sounds pretty It's a good word. <laughs> Uh, It could also be about pooping. When I I poop, (laughs) I'm removing someone from authority. Okay. Go ahead. What other notes did you have? I'm really glad for the three-hour segment on grappling situations. It'll definitely help someone. That one got me good, because I can totally see us doing a three-hour guide on grappling. Just doing a
1: breakdown of the already easy flowchart that's on the wiki. Well, if I know
0: anything about Wizards of the Coast, they don't want grappling to be easy.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah.
0: I think everyone loves the mud wrestling scene from Splinter of the Mind's Eye. So good, <laughs> That's funny. This would be something
1: we'd reference, by the way. 100. percent This
0: is also this was something that like could have been a real show note for like a like a, a future hypothetical episode. Well, I understand the moral symmetry you were describing. The section where you described your least favorite people who aren't patrons <laughs> is maybe a bit too much. Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or George
1: Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas.
0: Maybe we should hold off on that. We're still hoping that we end up on StarWars.com one day. Finally. we do going to do the Rebels recap. <laughs> the Rebels recap. Weekly Star Wars news. Awful. Awful. I'm gratified to hear that over 100,000 people voted in the bounty contest, but you might want to have someone see if botting was involved. <laughs> Again. Really funny. This <laughs> note was the best. Ultimately, I'm not sure I love the new format. Sexella, the sexy co-host, was definitely fun, but I think Name the PC or I Literally Kill You might be better saved as an occasional treat.
1: We might make that a segment. That might be a real
0: segment. Name the NPC or I Literally Kill You. I I need that segment to be real. I don't know how we're going to do it yet, but I I have a couple ideas. But Name the NPC or I Literally Kill You, coming to a Dark Times podcast near you (laughs) soon.
1: That's great. Uh, yeah i've got a, i had a little bit of time to play the new lego star wars it's super oh, fun like, yeah you like it holy shit it's fun it
0: looked really good
1: uh i was worried that it was gonna be a little like cluttered yeah. on the ui side of things because you know how modern games are we oh, yeah, had 30, a couple
0: like delays so 30
1: there's... elements on the fucking screen at once telling you where the next shit saber is <laughs> <laughs> but this Careful, is the Sam, video you're game pushing podcast. the scatological boundary there our little our, we have a scat meter a scat meters <laughs> off the charts but, you know you guys don't see it but there's actually a third person in the room like with a live scat meter like moving it back and yeah, forth and
0: when it like gets high he like shakes his head at us and like looks really intense tone <laughs> it back it's our other producer uh, Jeffron <laughs> Jeffron Solo Jeffron Solo <laughs> the fuck
1: thank you so much for listening to Dark Times Podcast uh the show is produced and edited by me, Sam. Steven is my co-host. You can reach out to us on Twitter at DarkTimesSWSE or you can email us at DarkTimesSWSE at gmail.com. Steven, do you have a quote for us this week? I didn't think there
0: was this much green in the whole galaxy. Oh, that was Ray. It was Ray. Upon seeing uh Oh the Maskinadas planet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Masconatus planet. Does she
1: own that planet? She probably does.
0: She like, owns the bar. Maybe owns the planet.
1: Who do you think she pays rent to? No one pays rent on that planet.
0: Yeah, it's like a remote planet. We should find a remote planet. <laughs> yeah, I'll get right on. it. Did I say Ray Skywalker?
1: You did say Ray oh, Skywalker. You God. canonized Ray Skywalker oh, no. into your, into our fucking universe. Oh no. Well. He is
0: Rise Skywalker pilled. I I will never be Rise of... <laughs> fucking hate that movie <laughs> he is he was forced to watch rise of skywalker when he was 6 uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh.